First, we're going to consider the income tax concepts of realization and recognition of gain and loss. Previous chapters noted that gross income consists of all income regardless of its source, including those gains resulting from the sale of property. For gain to be realized, there must be some occurrence that marks the point at which the taxpayer actually sustains a gain or a loss. Such occurrence is known as the, quote, taxable event. A mere increase in the value of property does not result in the realization of a gain or a loss, since there's been no event marking the time for the measurement of the amount of the gain or the loss. The most common taxable events are sales and exchanges, but other dispositions of property may also be taxable events. Gain or loss is realized, therefore, when some event makes it possible for both the occurrence and the amount of the gain or loss to be clearly determined. Recognition of gain or loss means that gain or loss has been realized and must be recognized or reported on the taxpayer's return. Recognition is generally required when the taxpayer's investment in the property has terminated. However, sometimes the taxpayer is not required under the law to recognize a gain when his or her investment of the property continues whether or not in the same form. A like-kind exchange of properties held for investment purposes, discussed later in this chapter, is an example of a situation where realized gain need not be recognized. However, as a general rule, the gain realized from a sale or exchange of property must be recognized and reported on a return unless a specific rule in the code is providing an exception to the general rule of recognition. Gain or loss on a sale or exchange or other disposition of property is calculated by subtracting the taxpayer's adjusted basis of the property from the amount realized in the transaction. The amount realized is the sum of cash and fair market value of any other property received. The adjusted basis of the property is determined by examining the taxpayer's original basis, the basis at the time he or she first acquired the property, and then adjusting that basis upward or downward to reflect depreciation deductions claimed or other factors. For example, if Laura used her automobile for business and depreciated it by 4000 the appropriate adjustment would lower her basis by $4,000 to account for the depreciation deductions taken. Thus, if her original basis were 10000 her adjusted basis is now 6000 were she to sell the car for 6500 her gain would be 500 and would be recognized for tax purposes. Other factors that can result in adjustment to basis include capital improvements to property, which result in an upward adjustment, as well as losses to the property that are charged to the capital account, resulting in a downward adjustment. Any expenses or losses that are currently deductible are not charged to the capital account and do not result in an adjustment to basis. In most cases, however, the initial or original basis of the property will be its cost or purchase price. However, property is often acquired in some manner other than through purchase, such as by gift or inheritance, or from a corporate distribution with respect to stock, or even in an exchange for other property. The means by which property is acquired will have the effect on the determination of basis. Let's now look at each of the various means of acquiring property 
and see its impact in determining basis.